Wow, what a great morning so far. Come on. And you guys made it so far. Congratulations for making it so far. That's a packed house house this morning. Look, look, it is. Wow. That's awesome. Hey, Greg, would you get me a, a stool, please? Good morning. My name is Scott Bowen. For those of you who don't know me, you get the privilege of getting to know me a little bit this morning. For those of you who do know me, we're just deepening our relationship. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that, Greg. That's why we switched these things to having lids. You know, I have all my hydration things up here. I know. Well, you said I could have two hours, and we're just now starting at like 11.35. Um, <laughs> I'll talk about that here in a minute. No, but um, God has given me some um, stuff this morning for you guys. And that's an exciting thing for me. Because I love hearing Daddy. I love hearing his voice. Thought I'd take off my shoes because I'm going to be here for a while. If that if that bothers you, it's okay. <laughs> One of the things that I felt this morning, and ever since Seth was leading worship, Seth and team, thank you, Jason, Elizabeth, thank you. For investing into this culture of worship. Because we're changing the city. We're changing our own lives as we engage heaven in this way. One of the things that I felt when Seth was leading worship this morning is it really was a coming home Sunday. Doug's home, Cindy's home from the vast foreign territories of South Carolina and Tennessee probably. (laughs) Um... It's a coming home for Jason and Elizabeth and ways as they step into new places in the house with the Father's blessing and growing up into more and more of who they are as leaders. It's a coming home. It's a coming home for you guys because we're going into heaven today. Lauren Garofulo, I see the Garofulos. Hey, welcome home. That's awesome. Is that how you pronounce your last name? I think it's exactly right. Close. Good morning. So this is a welcome home for all of you guys this morning because we're going into heaven. We're created to be in heavenly places, seated alongside of Christ Jesus. That's where our life comes from. Uh, We were supposed to start a a sermon series last week um, about Jesus and his infamous line, where he presses into people, he presses into their circle, into their personal space, and he says, I want to know from you, who do you say I am? We didn't start that last week, and that's okay. I felt like I was supposed to do the first week, so it's okay that y'all didn't start last week without me, because here we are. Oh, y'all did start last week. Well, I'm incorrect. It's okay that y'all started last week without me because I'm here this week. It's okay. It's a coming home. 
Y'all can relax. It's okay to be incorrect, like Doug said. Man, you know, I I just don't care anymore. I I don't care about being wrong. I want to be real. You know, I want want to do this life by faith, and and I, I want to be led by the Spirit of God. Have you guys noticed the angels here this morning? They are in celebration. Their wings are vibrating off of each other. Okay, it's a coming home day for you guys. It's a coming home. If you know Jesus, it's a coming deeper. If you don't know Jesus as an intimate Savior, as a healer, as a deliverer, as their soon and returning king, it's a real coming home. There's an invitation now. It's okay. If you want to come home now, you cry out now. Jesus, I must know you. And it's okay if you don't do it today, but you need to do it soon. You know, I, I, come, I come from Houston a couple of weeks ago, and I was able and privileged to, to meet with some leaders in Houston. Laura and Richard Allison send their greetings to the house. Doug Stringer and uh, Rick Torson from Somebody Cares America and from the Sentinel Group with George Otis Jr., as they see revival and they're documenting revival in the nations, they send their greetings into the house this morning. And I was stirred even as I was on the plane to Houston and I, and I started hearing, you know, it's a coming home. You know, when Jesus gives us this invitation, let's do this. Stand up with me, please. Because you're not going to be able to go with me this morning if you're operating in your mind. We're not called to operate out of an analytical Greek Western culture thinking. We're called to live from heaven to earth. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, and we're here as spirit beings full of heaven, manifesting God's kingdom everywhere we go. And I'm not saying that it's not good to be smart. I have a a lowly college degree. But I believe in being wise. I believe in being smart. And I'm not preaching against you thinking. Okay? The mind has its place. So let's just put our minds in in the place this morning. What we're going to do is we're just going to say, I'm going to tell you beforehand, because I don't like when people say repeat after me, and they don't tell you what what they're thinking, and you have to repeat after them. And then you're like, man, I wish I hadn't repeated after you because I wasn't sure what you were saying. But anyway... What I'm going to say is, mind, I bless you to be in your own place. But spirit man, I call you to rise up and be above my mind so that I can perceive with my eyes and I can hear with my heart and I can taste and see that God is good today. Because the mind has its place, its created place. So that's what I'm going to say. You can repeat after me if you'd like to. If you have peace about that, please go ahead. So mind, I bless you in the name of Jesus. And spirit man, I call you to rise up above my mind and to take your rightful place so that I can see and I can hear and so that I can taste and see that God is good today. Amen. Y'all be seated. Thank you. Um, the second thing I heard from today, the first was, it's a coming home. 
The second, things I, uh, second thing I heard today was about angels. I'm not going to... This morning is not about angels, even though they've been mentioned quite a few times. They will be, because it's okay. Angels are, are good. We need angels. We do not worship angels. You know, so they have their place. They're in the authority of God. They're in the kingdom of God. They're in the heaven of God. They're in the Bible. They're in the book. Lots of different kinds of angels. Lots of heavenly creatures filled with mind-blowing. I mean, you cannot comprehend the eternal realm that is going on from all past and now and all the way in the future. But we will see. We live each day seeing, and we're called to live to see. So this is out of Hebrews 13, too. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For by this, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Okay. Now, if some have entertained angels without knowing it, meaning they, they, port, they opened their home for a bed, they took people out to eat, they were doing, you know, awesome serving needs, how much more should we know when we are entertaining angels? If some have entertained unaware how much more should we be aware? Yeah. And I'm just giving this to you. you guys. You can look this up later and get the recording. Just like in Acts 12, 12 through 16, when Peter just got set free from prison, they were in there worshiping, and an angel came to Peter and go, kicked him or hit him, did something to get his attention. The chains fell off of Peter. An earthquake came. He was released from jail. Peter goes back to his buddies and the disciples. He's out there banging on the door. And his buddies are so just, they don't know what to do. But they think whoever's banging at the door is Peter's angel. Because they hear this voice, they recognize it as Peter. They label this person banging on the door as Peter's angel. So they were so used to angels, they thought it was his angel already. So we're not going there. So you can take that home and you can, you can take that out with the Lord. It's in the Bible. That's Acts 12. Today I come with four things in 17 minutes. And it might not happen in 17 minutes. So um, I come with four things, I believe, that are from the Lord. Number one is an encouragement. Number two is a challenge. Number three is a warning. And number four is a call to action. So let's go ahead, Edward, if you would, please. Matthew 16. Now, when Jesus went into the region, go ahead and turn in your phones or your tablets or your tablets, or you can just focus up here or you can do whatever you want to. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi and he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they answered and said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others Jeremiah. Or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you yourselves say that I am? This is an amplified version. Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed, happy, fortunate are you. Because on this rock I will build my church. For flesh and blood has, excuse me, I got this a little bit, you're up here, going verbatim. 
and I'm not saying whether it says. Blessed, happy fortune are you, Simon, son of Jonah, Bar-Jonah. For flesh and blood, man has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And a large, you're like a large piece of rock. And on this rock, on this huge rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell, the gates of Hades, the powers of that infernal region shall not overpower the church or be strong enough to detriment or hold out against the church. And I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already bound in heaven. And whatever you loose and declare lawful on earth must be what is already loose in heaven. And then he sternly and strictly charged and warned the disciples to tell nobody that he was the Christ. I mean, these, this is crazy stuff. Thank you, Edward. This is, this is a world-changing revelation from heaven. And that's the key. It's revealed from heaven. It is not revealed by man. You know, it's interesting when, when Jesus asked, who do they say that I am? You know, I mean, these were not bad people. I mean, people thought, oh, wow, it could be a, like John the Baptist. He could be John the Baptist. You know, we know John was out in the desert fasting, eating, eating locusts and hunting, calling people to repentance, calling them to change because someone was coming greater than he was. Where John baptized in water, Jesus came baptizing in fire. Woo! Come on. Let your fire come, God. Baptize us afresh. Others say Elijah. Others said the prophet who came against all the other prophets of the land. And there was a demonstration of God's power that overcome, overcame everyone else. Other people said Jesus was like Jeremiah. Rebuilding the walls, restoring Israel, restoring Jerusalem, restoring the Jews to their rightful place. So these weren't necessarily bad things, but they were wrong. <laughs> Jesus was not any of those other people, although those other people had aspects of Jesus. Those other people moved in certain parameters of heaven. They were anointed for, to do a certain task in a certain time to fulfill a certain purpose. But they were not the Messiah. They were not the anointed one. <laughs> this one verse, Matthew sixteen fifteen. Edward, you don't need to put it up there, please. But in, in the message, you know, this is the verse. Jesus, in the message, it's translated, Jesus pressed them. He pressed his disciples, and he said, who do you say that I am? Because that is an, an eternal question. It is not up to Pastor Doug or to our new associate, Pastor Jason Leith, or Mr. Amazing Rifle Scutta. It's not up to the pastoral team to answer that question for you. 
They can love you. They can counsel, counsel you. They can disciple you. And you can get it anywhere else. You go. But you have to get it from heaven. You have to be able to answer that question. Who do you say that I am? Because that alone will seal your eternal fate. That's the challenge of the ages. When Jesus presses, I looked up the word press, and the word press is to move or to cause into a position of contact with something by exerting continuous physical force. So when Jesus presses on you, and, you know, one example was he pressed his face against the glass, and he's that close. And he's asking, who do you say that I am? Because that's the, that's the invitation into heaven. That's the invitation into intimacy. And it's okay to talk about intimacy. It's a needed thing to talk about intimacy. You know, what Caleb and, um, and Emily are, are sharing this afternoon you know, it's, it's, it's like the position of, of Harvest, this building, Harvest Renewal Church is building, because you understand Harvest Renewal Church is not the building. You understand, right? Okay, you, you, don't, you don't necessarily come to church because you are the church. You come for a worship getting together. You come for a worship experience. You come for a corporate gathering of this piece of the puzzle of the global church. But what Emily and, and Caleb are sharing about is so important because we're here in the midst of um, this locality here at VCU. And it's important that we honor. It's important that we learn how to move in a position because we know Jesus, because we are empowered by heaven. It is our responsibility to love and to represent love. It's a good thing. It's a very important thing that we know how to honor. Because if we do not know how to honor, who will show honor on this earth? If the church does not know how to love, who will show love? We are in a day, and the days are coming where it's not just going to be ISIS that's released from the gates of hell against the church. But it's beloved. You must show love. We must be love in these days. We have a responsibility. We will be held accountable for how we show honor and how we show love. But we have to start with Jesus pressing and saying, who do you say that I am? That's it. If, if we don't have that connection, we don't, we don't have a solid foundation to build off of. So just as an example, Mr. Chip Payne, would you come up, please? Mr. Arthim, would you please come up? I've invited, I've asked them beforehand, only if they would be interested in doing this. Well, I didn't necessarily put it that way. I said, but would you do this? Would you serve me in this way? And they said, sure. But I didn't tell them what I was going to do. So there's, they're up here, but they're not sure why. And since we're home, and this is home, and what I mean by that is you don't necessarily have to be committed to harvest as your home. 
However, this is a kingdom thing. This is the home. This is the heavenly realm. Even the glory that's coming now and God's presence over you now. This is home. This is eternal. This is the kingdom of God all around the earth. So we're home. So you're safe. You can relax. I've only called two volunteers. <laughs> I wanted to ask them a question. They don't know what the question is necessarily. They might have already figured it out. But, you know, relax. You're at home. Don't judge them if they get the answers wrong. You know, honestly, because it's not about getting it right. It is about the relationship. So I just break off any performance that's over you. I break off any fear about needing to get it right. God is not necessarily pleased if you get it right. He is pleased by faith. He is pleased when you say yes. Let your yes be yes. And you stand and you say yes. Anyway, back to these guys. Okay, so the question before you, this is sort of like our own little internal game show, is who do you say that I am? Pastor Scott. Um, um, a worship leader's wife, husband. Um, a father, you're a father, um, pretty funny guy, barefoot, uh, no, yeah, um, you own a dog, so you're a dog owner, um, okay, yeah, those are good answers, we'll come back to you in a minute, thank you, that that was very good, so Chip, who do you say that I am? Um, son of God. Carrier of a mantle of honor. Administrator of glory. <laughs> Steward of God's heart. <laughs> Beloved of the Father. Wow. <laughs> um, mm, mm. Friend. Not only God's, but mine. <laughs> That's a good start. Okay, so we'll just, so point taken. I invited our team up here. Is it our team? Our team. Our team. Yep. So soft eye. Thank you. We're getting to know each other. We are. And I would love to get to know you more. But he doesn't know me. But his answers were not incorrect. They were general. He knows about me. He called me Pastor Scott, and actually I'm a business owner. But it's okay because I, I do move in the pastoral. I, I have pastored before. I I just do it in different ways. So he's not wrong. It's just 
you know, he knows what he knows. And he knows I'm a dog owner. I am. So great, valid answers. Great, valid answers. And I am a, I am a husband of an, an amazing worship leader, Lisa. Husband of an amazing worship leader. The, my wife is an amazing worship leader, and I am her husband. So awesome answers. But this is, a, this is a whole different realm than this. Because this has been forged in the fire with Chip. My relationship with Chip goes back five years, where our relationship is just starting. So there's no condemnation about his answers, and they're not incorrect. It's just a whole different deal. You get this. Thank you, guys. You, you guys did amazing. So as, as Jesus presses on his disciples, who do they say that I am? And then who do you say that I am? We are called into that place as followers of Jesus where we come in, into this eternal, intimate, blood-bought. The veil's been torn. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Heaven is our home, but you are here for now. And so, how are you going to steward that wealth? How are you going to steward that eternal investment for what Jesus laid down his life for and was resurrected from the dead for? So that you can have free access. Free access because nothing holds you back. You are called as overcomers. You are called into a place where Jesus says you will do greater things than he did. It's okay if you get shaken in the house. Because this is not only my challenge this morning, I believe this is a challenge from heaven. And I'm not going to go too far into these next little things, but in our culture and in social media, social media will never be a substitute for the real relationship. I mean, I work in social media. I launch people. I launch their visions. I I steward who they are by using these third-party tools. But Jesus doesn't call us to use third-party tools. He calls us face-to-face. Come press into me as I press into you. And let's do this thing. Let's know each other. Father, I ask and and I pray, Jesus says, that even as I and you, you and I are one, let them be one with us. The same intimacy, the same love that we share and has shared for all eternity. Now I'm inviting them into this. So that all of this can be theirs. That's the challenge of heaven. How do you do that every day? It takes lots of practice. (laughs) It's okay to be wrong. and It's okay to get it wrong. But ultimately, you can't fail. Because nothing can separate you from his love, which is found in Christ Jesus. So you can't miss this. 
But it is up to you to say, yes, I want this. Nobody can answer that question. Who do you say that I am? Just on Sunday mornings. You can't do it. You're going to give answers like, well, (laughs) Jesus, you are a prophet. Or Jesus, you are a savior. Or you're a redeemer. You're you're amazing. Yes, 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 yes. But it's not developed. It is not mature. It will not take you through every day unless you are doing this intimacy every day with him. And I believe that the Lord has impressed on me from various angles that if we're not doing the intimacy thing and we're not representing love, then what are we representing? And how can we expect to change atmospheres? How can we expect to impact lives and to set people who are hurting and dying free if we're not doing the intimacy thing, if we're not representing love and we're showing up and heaven has free access to us and we know we have free access to heaven and we're sons and we're in this place of inheritance and we can go anytime. We can live here. This is us. This is home. And then we're here now. So we live it out. We walk it out. If we're not doing that, then nobody can. If the church around the world doesn't do that, then nobody else has authority. Because Jesus is the door. He is the only way. He is the only door to the Father. He is the only access to heaven. So if we don't represent that, then the world has no hope. Outside of heaven's resources. Outside of of the Father's heart and, and His directive and His dreams. Outside of heaven interacting directly with earth. There are, there is no hope for people if we are not who we are called to be. So that's our challenge. I believe the warning is found in Matthew 7, 22 through 25. Were you able to get that, Edward? You're amazing. Um, just go ahead and cut that off, if you would, Edward, please, because I need it in the message, if you don't mind. So this, thank you, though. You're still amazing. So this is in the message, what I'm reading from, Matthew 7, 22 through 25. This is Jesus speaking. Knowing the correct password or saying master, master, for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me. Because what is required is serious obedience and actually doing my father's game plan. Because I can see it now, the final judgment when thousands are strutting up to me and saying, Master, we have preached the message. We have bashed the demons. We've taken our God-sponsored projects far, and everyone is talking about them. And do you know what I'm going to say? You've missed the boat. 
All you did was use me to make yourselves important. You don't impress me one bit. And in fact, you're out of here. For these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. They're not homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words. They are words of life. They are spirit words. These are words you can build your life on. And if you work these words into your life, then you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. The rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house because it was fixed to the rock. And that's a warning. That's, that's like red lettering in your Bible. What is scary? I mean, sobering, sobering thing that Jesus would say. There will be those who come to me on that final day saying, we've done this, we've done that. I mean, prophesying, hearing from heaven and declaring truth, declaring life over people. But if you don't know Jesus, if you're, if you're not in that intimate place, if you're not in the relationship, then, then what? I mean, that's not a time that you want to be stuck asking the question of, then what? I mean, it's, these are sobering times that we live in. And the challenge is, on each one of us, how are we stewarding this day to day? In the midst of tornadoes and earthquakes and volcanoes and wars and rumors of wars, and all of these things, Jesus has spoken and he has said, let your light so shine. Don't be scared. All of these things might happen for the time, for the revelation, the revealing of the sons of God on this earth. But you are the light of the world. I have breathed on you by my spirit. I've empowered you. I have set you up as overcomers in this world. So all of these things that you see, they are mere opportunities for you to step into and say yes. And to bring it. Bring it. When things shake you, you bring it. You take your concerns before the Lord, and then you invite heaven, and you go because heaven goes with you. You are carriers of the kingdom. You bring it in those places because you have authority. So a call to action. I've given you some. We are to walk heaven out. So if God is calling you today into a deeper relationship with him by the Holy Spirit. Seth, can you come up, please? Now is the time. Now is the time to say yes. There is no other time. Come on, be sons. Bring it. There's no shame in, in where you've missed it yesterday or where you missed it last year. You know, I, I had the Lord put his finger on me in February. And he said, Scott, I, I want to overhaul your foundations. You have cracks in your foundations, but I want to take you more. I have bigger dreams. I need you to step up. Will you say yes with me? Will you go with me? 
I said, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, because you're calling me in love. You're calling me with the leading of your spirit. And if you feel the Lord tugging on your heart, it's okay if you stay in your seat. And it's okay if you come forward. Prayer team, can you come up here, please? But it's a, it's a time to go deeper in intimacy. It's a time to go deeper in finding out the realities of what heaven holds for you. And if you don't know Jesus today, if you don't know this wonderful man, the eternal Lamb of God who was slain before the foundations of the world, the one that stretched his arms out and he said, I am the way. Come through me. Drink of my blood and eat of my flesh. Don't be ashamed. Today is the day. Today is the day for your yes. You need not be ashamed. Let's just all stand, please. All press in. This is not about just a few people. This is about all of us going deeper. This is about all of us. It is a call for all of us to be heaven everywhere we go. To represent the Father's heart. Let the hunger be alive. I mean, it's okay. Pray. Pray like the Koreans do. Everybody at once. It's no big deal. You just be real. That's the call. It's a call to be real. It's a call to live it real every day. Jesus, we come to you. If you need prayer, please come forward. Don't hold back. This is home. You're safe. Father, we thank you today for this time together in in your house. And we thank you that we're sons in your house. We thank you that, God, you have said you were worthy. The sons are worthy. The kingdom is worth it. It is worth everything that you have. Father, let let praise and honor and glory be into your name today. Let worship arise in this house. Let prayer arise. Let this 24-7 movement grow in this city, God. Uh, We thank you for your glory and your presence. If you need to go get your children, we release you to go get your children. Bless you today. Bless you on this Sunday. If you need to remain, remain. Thank you, Lord. Amen.